Hello, this is Kenya Koviak and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. I'm so glad you could join me. And today, we're going to cover something I haven't seen done anywhere else, so it's probably something that's just an exclusive to me, and I'd like to share it with you. It's not an expensive hobby, but take out your big book of stuff because you're probably going to want to take some time to assemble the things you want before you begin to do this project. This is something fun and very personal that you can choose to keep private or share with the world. And it's something that takes time and contemplation. But that doesn't mean it's not fun. I think you'll have a good time for it. And it might just open up some avenues to learning about creatures you've never learned of before. What am I talking about? Today, we're talking about creating a stone menagerie. Let's get started. Now, those of us who've taken English classes or been in theater probably have heard of Tennessee Williams' play, The Glass Menagerie. So it might be counterintuitive to hear someone talk about a stone menagerie. In actuality, it sounds like something that would crush the glass menagerie, but that's not what we're talking about here. But we are talking about a menagerie made of stone. Now, I don't mean little stone animals, which you could definitely collect and gather at different shops, which might cost you a little money and time and gas. And, you know, that would be fine. But in this particular menagerie, I'm a little bit more hands-on and more involved in creating something that you can share with just yourself or other people and that enjoys a part of it that's physical, like a walk in the park or the yard. What we're talking about is collecting stones that you found, not bought, but found, assembling them, and then etching or drawing in ink or pencil or crayon or even charcoal images of animals that you find interesting that you would like to collect for your menagerie. This is a fun project you could do with a child or just with a friend or by yourself. And they don't have to be animals you find in the zoo. They can be fanciful. They could be dragons, unicorns, they could be toads or rabbits, they could be nightingales or hawks, they could be whatever you want them to be, as long as they have meaning for you. If you don't feel particularly artistically inclined, you can also print them out, cut them out, and use some sort of Mod Podge or other kind of transferable medium and glue them to the rock and cover it in something to keep it safe. That way you have a full color representation of your animal as well. You'll pretty soon find that you have a pretty good collection. Now let's talk about where to put them. So once you've picked your stones, you want to decide 
where you're going to have your menagerie, which is just as important as what you're going to put in your menagerie. Are you going to put it in your backyard? Are you going to put it in a field, a public park, a playground, a grove? Where are you putting it? Are you putting it in trees? Are you putting it at the base of woods? Are, are you putting it near stones that are larger, obviously like boulders? Are you putting it down a path in a public park, near a brook? Where are you putting it? All of these things are important because once you put them there, you want to be able to find them again and maybe even send people to go find them, you know, for their own fun. Also, where you put them will determine how hardy your drawings have to be. Do they have to be encased in shellac or some other coating? Or can they just be freeform and be expected to be okay because the elements won't get to them? So you want to determine that first. So now that you know where you want them to go, for the most part, you need to pick what kind of theme you're going to go with. Are you kind of animal just randomly? Or are you going to make a fairy tale stone menagerie where you only used things from folklore and, you know, children's stories? What are you going to do exactly? That's a big part of choosing how you're going to have your menagerie. Now, personally, I think it would be really cool to have a Game of Thrones kind of theme and have each one of the sigils, um, the, it, the ones that have animals, and, and that would be really cool. And you could have like a little figurine there, or you could just, you know, go outside and have a Game of Thrones day where you hunt down the different sigils and you have a themed dinner but please don't play the reigns of Castamir because that could give people a little bit of a of a creeped out factor. If you don't know what that is, I do recommend you check it out um, and find out why the Red Wedding is so significant. You could also go along the line of Autobahn and make it all birds. Those, those prints are free right now, so you could do that. You could even go all African animals, all Asian animals. You really could just go all out and make it all worth your while. Now, personally, I'm going to tell you what my favorite theme is, and that is Beatrix Potter. Having a stone menagerie full of rabbits, especially Peter Rabbit, and kind of breaking the theme of animals and going in and putting maybe the farmer's hand and the farmer's wife, those are fun things you could do too. So you really could personalize this menagerie and add characters that you'd want. You could even put little passages from the fairy tale themselves just to fill it out. One thing I've actually done too is to put little luminary candles with little passages around the trails as well. And that works out really well. And it just, it's just a little homey thing. It's not a big thing. It's just something fun you can do. And you can also do them inside as well. You can put your menagerie in your home in one area or you can put it all throughout the house. 
or you can put it right next to or part of your gnome box and if you don't remember what your gnome box is uh, you can go back and check out a previous podcast Now, if you're really adventurous and really like the outdoors and like the idea of getting out there and hiking and connecting with a larger community, you can engage in something called letterboxing in order to expand your stone menagerie to a huge proportion. Letterboxing happens where people bury, usually in Tupperware or other sealed or resealable containers, items in boxes and they're buried it's not quite geocaching but it's close you definitely can use gps coordinates but often it is based on a lot of clues to find where the letterbox would be you can look this up online or you might be able to read about it in some old articles if you go to your local library or even maybe even if you find at the library a book on letterboxing you can hide geo-specific animals. Like here in Michigan, you might want to create wolverines for people to find. Or if you were along the line of a local folklore, you could maybe hide a drawing of a werewolf on your stone menagerie in Gross Point because there's a legend of a werewolf there. In other parts of Michigan, maybe you could hide a dog boy. I don't know. It's really up to what you want to do. But letterboxing gets you outside, and it's something you can do with just one other person, because remember, we try to go in partners when we go outdoors into the woods. But it doesn't just have to be the woods or the countryside. You can do it in the city, too, but it's, it's a, it hits differently when you do it in the woods. I mean, just think about it. How many people do you know with the stone menagerie? And then, a stone menagerie and letterbox, too? Now you're cooking with gas. But let's move on. Believe it or not, it's taken three days to record this particular episode. Life has happened. There's been so many things that have come in and out of my life. And I've had to pause and restart and just continually record over and over again. And sometimes life is like that. But what's important is not to let life uh, become so hectic that we don't finish what we start if we can. So I'm happy that we were able to finish this episode. And I'm really happy that we took time to be together and actually see its fruition. And, you know, friends celebrate each other's, you know, victories, the small victories, right? And I'd like to think we're friends. So thank you so much for coming into my life and listening to my podcast, My Magical Cottage Core Life. And I look forward to seeing you again uh, here in this space. And look for me online at My Magical Cottage Core Life on Facebook. And look for the podcast on other social platforms, especially Spotify. I'm thinking about incorporating Spotify music, so let's see how that works. All right, until next time. <laughs>